All right, first question of the night. Should college and WNBA hoops be lowered to nine feet in order to like get more fan engagement? Well, first off, my name is Matt Inlow, Coach Inlow. <laughs> Thanks for the introduction. Gabriel, head Gabriel basketball coach. He has um, never watched the podcast before. <laughs> I have not. I've been on okay. one. Uh, I think it'd be awesome. Nine foot goals, uh, throwing alley oops those girls. I think it'd be exciting, kind of like softball. Uh, it's kind of a different game than, than baseball, and I think that's why they get so many views. I think okay. that's kind of why why WNBA doesn't have as many views as possible, or as as many views as as, as the NBA, because it's the same sport, and we we know the boys are usually faster and jump higher. I think it changes the game up a little bit. I think it'd make it more exciting. Okay, very good, very good. All right, guys, thanks for uh, tuning into the podcast. My name's Trey Gonzalez, and I'm here with the already introduced Coach Matt Inlow, head coach of the. <laughs> Carlsbad Cave Girls basketball team, and then assistant coach um, Ryling Gonzalez, also of the Cave Girl basketball team. So, um, all right, so let's go ahead and get into it. There has been more viewership in women's basketball over the last three to five years, um, even without the goal change. Why do you think that is? Uh, I would say, like, social media is a big deal. Like, now everything is put on TikToks and little clips and reels and different things like that that – I mean, it exposes everybody to them a lot more. Like you see like Caitlin Clark, she, yep. you know, she shushed the crowd and she made them all go quiet because they were like, oh, she's overrated. And you know, you're seeing all these things and you're like, dang, like I gotta watch and see if she's actually the real deal. And so, mm -hmm. you know, or you see like that coach, uh, Kim, is it Kim Mulkey? Mulkey, Mulkey? Yeah, yeah. you know, all of her little outfits that she wears and stuff. Like I have my girls, coach G, you gonna start wearing that stuff? I'm like, ah, chill out, this is <laughs> high school basketball. You know, right. but, but they're, shown a lot more so people want to watch it yeah no, absolutely um all right so the nil has been become a large part of of college sports and part of that is uh you know a reason why girls work harder things like that but another thing it introduces is more brand exposure right so we got a TikTok, we got an instagram we got to post a lot do your girls go hard on social media not necessarily for that reason, but do they, <laughs> what, what is the atmosphere like around social media? Well, about a week ago, I remember going to practice and, and two girls, I think it was Abby and Jazz, were doing this TikTok challenge and it took them like an hour and a half to do this challenge, dribbling between legs, shooting it, both of them making it. And I see it all over TikToks and it, it's just funny how, how those girls are so excited about doing it and, and trying to get those views. It just, it, it's funny and yeah, they're all over TikTok mm -hmm. all the time. So did, do you, but was it like actually drills that could help them? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. There it was, was a, no was cool benefits to, uh, for the not. team at no, all. No, it looked cool, but no benefits at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. Um, all right, so uh, the boys' team has uh, team shoes that they wear at every game. Uh, we don't for girls. Why is that? Uh, a couple things. Uh, I remember when I played, uh, the shoes we got were rough, and they're always digging in my heels, and mm. they're just un very uncomfortable. And I, I try to pick and choose my battles. Um, some girls like high tops, some like low tops. And, and I'd feel bad if, if a girl got hurt, me forcing them to wear a certain shoe. I know um, they like their own shoes. There's all kinds of brands out there. The, the color stuff's kind of in style now. So I think it's cool. They kind of pick their own shoes and stuff. Um, but, but yeah, more, more safety thing and, and kind of pick and choose my battles. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, guys, uh, something that I wanted to mention, today's podcast is sponsored by Lucky Bull Grill. We're upstairs here at the Lucky Bull Grill, but uh, if you're looking for so some great food, come on down here in Carlsbad, New Mexico. All right, so uh, growing up in Carlsbad, Ryland, uh, playing basketball at the high school, who are some of the players around you that helped you kind of grow into 
who you are today, maybe, or even just interesting, being more interested in basketball in the next level? I would say uh, the player that I really like looked up to, and I think pretty much anybody who ever watched her looked up to her was Taylor Edmondson. Mm. I mean, you'd go and you'd see her and you're like, holy cow, you know, she's doing all these things. She's got these great handles and she's going to the hole and she's got most of the points and, you know, she, and she was having fun the entire time. So I was like, dang, she makes the game look fun and she's a beast. Yeah. So it's like, I would love to be just like her or at least half the player she was and work to be just like her and maybe someday have somebody look up to me like that. Sure. No, absolutely. What about you, coach? Um, I don't know if I actually looked up to anybody growing up. Uh, basketball is kind of rough growing up. I think they lost a lot of games, but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> we did. Uh, throwing shade. Throwing shade everywhere. But uh, <laughs> the, the people I kind of want to give a shout out is like kind of my best friends uh, uh, growing up. We started playing basketball in fifth grade and that's who really became my best friends because we played so much, so many games, AAU traveled so much and they, they became my best friends there. And then they're, they're some of my best friends today. So, so like Andy Christopherson, Austin Miller, Chase Nahedda, uh, Chris Cerny, so those are still some of my best friends uh, yeah. today. So I, so I give a lot of credit to basketball and, and bringing us together and, and, and sharing, that, sharing that sport together. But not things. a lot of wins. Not a lot of wins. <laughs> not a lot of wins. We, share, we, share, we share a lot of stuff, but not a lot of wins. We focus on a lot of things, but winning. <laughs> yeah, that absolutely. was not a priority. <laughs> OK, not um, all right. So. Coaching basketball for mm -hmm. girls, uh, there's some difficulties to that, just around the sport mm -hmm. in general, right? right? You're a male coach, coaching females. What are the difficulties of that, and how do you make sure that everything basically stays smooth? Yeah, the biggest thing is like supervision locker rooms. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to go in there. Uh, coach G does a good job supervising that, but that's the biggest challenge. Uh, honestly, when I first got the job, I thought there was going to be more challenges, but I've had so many great girls come through the program, and. I haven't really had too much, too much drama. Very lucky to no drama. Um, so there's not too many challenges besides supervision. That's that's a tough part. Uh, but other than that, it's been clear selling for a long for a long time. Right. How do you uh, implement things on the road to make sure that you know there's nothing that does happen after curfew or something like that? What are some of the? Do you guys put tape on the doors? Is there, do you put tape on the doors? Yeah, you absolutely. do. Okay. So walk me through some of the things you guys like. Walk me through a room check on the road for girls basketball? Um, honestly, I just, I, I go, I knock on the door. Usually they're prepared for it. They know when we're gonna come for room checks. I mean, we normally don't get to the hotels until super late anyways. So it's like, okay, get to your rooms. We're about to go do room checks, you know? It's it's pretty immediate. It's not like we're there just hanging out for a while, but you know, I go, I knock on the door. They always, you know, come on in, whatever. And I just walk in, everybody here, one, two, three, four. Okay, and I check the closets. Just to, and it's more of like, just to be, like funny and they laugh about it but yeah. I mean it's borderline serious you know <laughs> oh, yeah, like you, you gotta to be. you gotta just make sure that and they would go oh that's coach G come on you know, we just got here and whatever but it's like no seriously all right I got my tape like they can see the tape I'm taping you in and I've even like they've shown me videos where they've like video me taping them in <laughs> through the people but I mean they know that that's what it is and they all have uh they can all message me if they need something in the, at night I'm like don't leave if the tape's broken you're leaving and they know we're serious. What is so. the consequence of breaking the tape? Well, we tell them, and it hasn't happened yet, so, but uh, they, their parents have to come get them right now. Oh, uh, okay. The, the tape's broken, any reason, and that's not acceptable, and their parents are coming to come get them, and they're done. They're done. I don't know how long they're done, but they're done at that point. So yeah. we, we take it very serious, so it's safety, a lot of safety stuff. Uh, make sure they stay in the room, do the right things. Uh, so big thing is safety. Yeah. You had four years of varsity basketball. 
how do you use that experience to connect with girls um, at this level? I think I can kind of, um, I would say simplify a lot of the concepts that some of the male coaches throw at them. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, for example, we're, we're out there and Coach Enlow's kind of breaking down some of the defenses that we've been working that are kind of new to the girls. And, and he's like giving them certain terms and he's kind of showing them the way they do things. And the girls hmm. are all kind of looking at him like, dude, you're nuts. <laughs> like, yeah. I have no idea what you're saying. And this is so complicated. And like looking from the outside and having gone through it, you know, I kind of know what they're thinking and hearing what he's saying. I'm like, okay, there's probably a better way to approach this. So he always gives us a chance. That's what's really nice about it. He gives us a chance to kind of give our input. And so I can kind of explain it to them in a way that they would understand it a little bit better, maybe like simplify it for them. Mm -hmm. And then um, they, a lot of them, you can see like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I was thinking about it. I was way overcomplicating it. Because ten, girls tend to do that. Sure. And uh, so I would say that was one of the biggest things. And they kind of come to me if they ever have, like, any issues and that kind of stuff. They, it's, I feel like it's more comfort to talk to me rather than talk to the guys. So mm-hmm. it's just relatable. Sure. All right. Uh, Coach Inlow, relationships with the refs can be complicated. You got to be tough on them when you need to be tough on them. But you also don't want to ruin anything for your girls in the right. game. So how do you balance that type of relationship uh, with the officials? Yeah, so refs, ref, being a ref is hard. I refed in college my whole career, and I, I get it. It's hard. It, you're always the bad guy. You make a call, and you're always wrong. Yeah. Um, so I took my experience on refing to as a coach. So I know when I was refing and getting yelled at all the time, those 50-50 calls, next time I, I'd go against the person that just yelled at me. Okay, If a person wow. talked to me and come up and, and say, hey, Hey, uh, you missed that call, or I, you missed that call, whatever. Then okay, I get it. And then I'll, next fifty-fifty call, I might, I might give. And so I, I've learned in my experience, yelling at the refs not the not the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Talking to them, you probably get more calls that way because they're human too. They're gonna make mistakes, and and it's just the way the basketball goes. So sure. So just talking to them is my. You'll never see me screaming at a ref. I've never got thrown out of a game, and never got a technical. But, but so so just communicating with them, talking to them, having that relationship, I think is the best way to go. You've never gotten a technical. Never gotten a technical. I, I wow, need one that's soon. that's pretty good. I need one soon. I, I was going to say. I need one soon. <laughs> yeah, no, you're heating up for one. You're getting loose for it. <laughs> Have you had a tech? I've not, no. No? Not at any level? Okay. Our, our coaches need to step up a little bit. What about anything? <laughs> what about, uh, well, can, can assistants, because I know, like, at different levels, yeah. assistants can't, like, approach the official right. without, like, a, re- a head being there. Right, yeah. So Is that the same the thing? The head coaches always – or the refs always tell the head coaches, you're the only person I'm talking to. Okay. So a lot of times I'm going to throw a boat under the, under the <laughs> bus a bit. He got a technical a while back, and he yelled at the ref, and, and the ref didn't like it. So so but Coach Boatwright, as an assistant, got a technical, and, and so he's got one this year. I think that's the only one we've got. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to say, though, Boat also kind of beats to his own drum. Yeah. Like, that guy doesn't – there are no rules for Boat, you know. He kind of just makes his own rules, and we kind of crack up because we're like, Boat is our social butterfly of the group. He's the one that's going to – as soon as he walks into the gym, he's going to go find the refs, or he's going to go find somebody that he knows, or he'll make a friend and go and talk to them. And me and Inlow are just like, that could not be us. No, like, there's, there's no way. And so, like <laughs> – I feel like Boat kind of gets away with a lot of like talking to the refs because he knows them or he's created a relationship with them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, Boat, pretty loud guy. Very loud. Uh, <laughs> yes. Guevara, 
loud pretty guy. loud guy yes. who can get louder have you guys let's get a contest going boat. at some point boat really it. i don't know aaron's voice kind of travels yeah. Yeah. it carries Demar's, both of them like they're both got loud. this like deep, like <laughs> so you guys they're like your speaker box you just like say this do it yeah no no. no, you no. just, you got it. You guys can yeah, do it we're, yourselves. We're, we're, we're loud oh, enough oh, to, to get the attention. We're, we're not boating and Guevara loud, but we're loud enough to get their yeah. attention. Yeah, okay, for sure. Fair enough. Um, all right. So, Rylan, you've had uh, two insanely athletic and handsome brothers. Tell me about it. No, I'm joking. Okay. So, uh, the atmosphere at the cave um, has been okay. I feel like this year it's been decent, uh, depending on the game and who we're playing against, that kind of thing. How do you see, uh, you know, Carlsbad becoming an atmosphere like, you know, something that might be somewhere else in the state that they just get their fans rowdy, students are into it, that kind of thing. What do you think? How do we create that atmosphere? Yeah, how do we create that? I mean, I think you just start by having a really solid foundation of a team. I mean, you start winning games and and making all these plays and doing things right, yeah. you know, that's going to attract people because it's like, dang, well, I kind of want to see what's going on. Like, I hear the basketball team's doing really, really well. And, I mean, we kind of call them, like, what is it, fair weather fans, where yeah. they're like, that team's doing pretty good. Let's go support them. Yeah. And so if teams start winning, you know, like, people want to go out and support them. Or, you know, if they do something really, really big, then they tend to show up. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've, I've seen different, like, student sections with different kinds of, I guess mentalities right. going into right. it. We've seen the pep rallies here at the school are not great, no. unfortunately. Um, so, Coach, I'll kind of move the question over to you. How do we get something like the band yeah. to the games and, and just get things rowdy? Because yeah. we got cheerleaders. Right, yeah. Yeah, you look at Hobbs, boys and girls, they have the band there. It's loud. Um, I think you just kind of have a, have a student leader, really. I remember uh, – uh, Chubbs, when I was in high school, he, he was that leader. He, he got newspapers every, every home game. He, he got people there. He got them excited. Yeah. And I think just one person steps up and, hey, let's get everybody there and let, let, let's get the crowd going. I think that's a good start, too. But Coach Ryland's uh, right on point. you got to be successful for, to get the, a lot of the fans out because they want to see a successful team uh, and exciting. you gotta, you got to do well. you got to make shots. you got to do exciting things, something for people to pay money to go watch. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, getting a band there. Uh, and we talk to the band director and get somebody there. I, I, I think that's a great idea. So, but yeah, um, just just be successful. I've got a challenge for you and Coach Zumbrun okay. to create like a spirit squad that does that. There's like five or six kids, and yep. they're like the core, yep. and they you know get out, a, get a sponsor, get yep. kids with you know stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. All right. Well, you guys do it. I'm I'll, not. I'm not. Let's I'll, do it. But it's your job to do, do it. Let's do you do that, actually. Hey, okay. you're donating the shirts, so we're going to All right. So, okay. So um, build your all-time Cave Girls starting five, if you can. Okay. You asked me that question. It's tough. Okay. I've had a lot of good girls go through the program. Uh, I think all these five went next level. I could be mistaken, but I'm, but I'm pretty sure. Um, when I got the, the assistant job in 2015, I think Boswell was what your eighth grader. Eighth grader. So yeah. she's on that team. So my top five, um, and they all went next level, would be Boswell, uh, Maviana, Allie, Taylor, and Kalia. And right now, my honorable mention, because she's been killing it this year, is Abby Dugan. I think she'd be that, that six one. She's, she's been, really been carrying the team or, or helping the team a lot. Um, so, so those six right there are. Are really impressive basketball players. Can we get last names so we can? Oh, let's go. 
<laughs> Coach Gonzalez, wrong. can you help her? Help him? Oh, you need help? What's Boswell's first name? Carson. Carson Boswell. Madiana Sepulveda. There you go. Ali Myers. Oh. Taylor Edmondson. Leah Montoya. And Abby Dugan. Very cool. Very cool. Six. All right. Very good. All right. So uh, what are the biggest challenges coming up as we approach district? Obviously, there's still games between then. Mm -hmm. So there's time to work on things and, and continue to improve. But what are you guys looking forward to? And obviously the challenges that are going to arise no challenges for district it's going to be a breeze <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely obviously nothing to worry uh, about obviously hobbs some great team they, they won state last year uh starting four sophomores and a freshman so they're really really good and still young wow. uh clovis this year <clears throat> i think they're ranked <clears throat> they're ranked uh third in, in state right now so obviously that's good they're really good and then roswell's right with us so so district's gonna be a challenge uh it's good it's gonna be a very, very challenging district this year. Um, so hopefully we win a few games. Uh, ho hopefully looking at the two or three seed is kind of our goal right now. I mean, obviously we want to win district. Uh, being realistic, like Hobbs is gonna be really, really good. So we, we beat him once, it's gonna be awesome. Beat him twice, it'd be incredible. So um, uh, yeah, just gotta play hard. Just gotta get better. <clears throat> uh, every game, every practice, gotta get better and, and be playing your best basketball when district shows yeah. up. So is there any tactics we can use? Let's get the heater going real hot in the visitor's locker room <laughs> or something like that. No? Um, score, more, <laughs> score more points than them. That's a good, that's a good that's it. concept. <laughs> Absolutely. Coach <laughs> what do you got? I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm like, I definitely couldn't be the prankster. Like, I feel like that would just go against everything that I stand for. I'm like, yeah. you know, you want to, like, beat them by working harder and doing all that stuff. But... I almost feel like when we go over there, it's a little bit shady when they move uh. the benches to the ends and, you know, you can't really talk to your players. They're on the opposite side of the court and mm. all that stuff. It's kind of Would they like, move them? Yeah, so the benches aren't on the sides like every normal basketball game that you go to. They're on the, on the baseline. Ends, like the baseline. But is it on the ends for the home team too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I so, thought, okay. So it's even, but it's... Yeah. It's a challenge because you can't coach when they're on the other side of the court and they're used to it. So they, they already have their set stuff going on and we got to change a lot of stuff. Uh, so it, it's, it's can a we challenge. practice that? We do. We oh, you guys now. put the benches well, on the he, ends? Yeah. Well, we I, I stand on the baseline and say, hey, if it's over there on the defense side, you're, you're on your own. And if you're on offense, you got to call your own plays. So we that's when we really spend a lot of time on, on our point guard, leading your offense, uh, calling your own plays. Because if they change it up, I mean, they're on their own on that, that side because they wow. can't hear. And you know in Hobbs, it's – it's, it's, it's so loud, loud. It's loud, so they can't they can't hear you at all. So they're kind of on their own down there. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. So being late, missing practice, um, forgetting shoes or jerseys, those are some of the things that'll get you in trouble in any sport. So if something like that does happen, what are the consequences or what what is the you know ensuing penalty for that? Uh, like you for uh, this for this team. Okay, missing practice, we get uh, cycles. So cycles is just it's a lot of running, and the girls aren't super. <laughs> what is cycles for anyone that doesn't know? So it's a lot of running. So it's 24 trips, and there. So I'll tell you all the trips. So down baseline, baseline is a trip. So I'll just tell you the trips first. So it's 24, then 12, then six, and we call it a pizza, which is a suicide. Uh, full mm. court, half court, full court, then half court, and it's all time, uh, time captured or time under tension. So uh, so everything's timed, and it's a lot of running. It takes about 15 minutes in running 
really hard. Oh, wow. So, really hard, So yeah. it's, it's a challenge, and the girls absolutely hate it. And that's for missing they practice? That's, it, that's for yeah. missing practice. And, that's, and there's no exception? No exception. Okay. And so that, that's the hard part. Like, a lot of times there's gray areas, and we try to keep it black and white. You miss for any reason, and it's not really a consequence. It's you're making up conditioning. So keep it consistent all the way through. No matter why you miss, you're, you're running. You're making it up to your team. You're, you're making mm -hmm. up to your team. Gotcha. You miss a game, it's three cycles. So, okay. So we kind of hold the standards, obviously, higher for a game. Uh, but, yeah, lots of running. What's okay. What about missing gear? Do you guys have like backup gear? Because I'd, I'd imagine that happens all the time. I was yeah. like twenty forgetting <laughs> gear myself, yeah, so, so I get it. So if we if they if they forget gear, uh, it's a board. So what a board is is a two by four wrapped in a towel, and you push it. It's like a bear crawl. Push it from baseline to baseline, and you got five of those. Um, so they're not fun either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the girls hate those. Which two. is exactly what they do if they're late yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Grab, coach and Lowell, you'll hear them say. As soon as you're out here, grab the board when you come out. They know. So. Yeah. So is the, as far as the equipment goes, do you guys take extra jerseys and stuff on the road because you anticipate oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Well, we take them for, if they forget it, in blood jerseys. Blood happens a lot of times. So uh, you get nose no, and gets yeah. on your jersey. And if you've got blood in your jersey, you can't play. So we take extra jerseys for that kind of stuff too. So. When we do the broadcast, a lot of times we kind of just put thoughts out there. This is what we think Coach Inlow is going to say at the locker, you know, in the locker room at halftime. We're down 10 points this is what we're talking about. We're up five points this is what we're talking about. Um, can you walk me through your halftime routine? Yeah, sure. So as soon as halftime happens, the girls go in, all the coaches stand outside the locker room, and we, and we talk for like two or three minutes, like, just what about what's going yeah, on that weekend. It's kind of a, a time. What are you streaming on Netflix? <laughs> right. Yeah, so now we, we take about two minutes to, to kind of collect our thoughts, make sure we're we're not going in there just yelling at them, screaming at them, collect, collect some thoughts and talk mm. about what, what they need to hear at that time. So uh, what they're doing on offense, what they're doing on defense, just just in general, X and O's wise. And then and then we come together as a, as a group. It's like, let's talk about this and this and this. And we'll go in there, hopefully most time calm and collective, uh, and then tell the girls uh, what they need to hear. And then, so it's been good. And then usually I'll talk, and then all the other coaches talk, and it, and that everybody gives really good stuff every time. Okay. And then, as like assistant coaches, do you guys calm down Coach Inlow at any point? <laughs> like, Coach there's, I mean, he doesn't ever get tech, so we're not worried about the officials. But I, I mean, yeah. Coach Inlow's not one that's gonna get super like worked up, anyways. Like he's a pretty like level-headed coach yeah. throughout. Even if some of us are like freaking <laughs> out and. Coach Boat's giving us the big <laughs> eyes, and, you know, we're all worked up. You know, he's usually just sitting there with his own thoughts, just thinking. Mm. And when we go in the locker room, like, Coach Inlow usually gives, like, bigger picture. Like, this is X's and O's wise, what we can do better, and, you know, all of that bigger picture. And I feel like assistant coaches were more, like, detail-oriented. So we're looking at specific players and what they can do to, you know, make this adjustment and do something better or – that kind of stuff. So it sure. works really well. It does. Okay. All right. So this is more, I guess, personalized towards high school because we had uh, Sam and Garen on the podcast last week and I asked them, you know, what's the hangout spot? What do you guys do? Yeah. And one of the things they said was one of their houses, which is normal, but one of them said Wendy's, which I'd never heard, but that's what kids Wendy's. do, I guess. So Wendy's is a spot. Hmm. Uh, what were some spots, if not, you know, one, maybe multiple spots when you were in high school? Um, I would say a lot of times uh, all of us would get in one person's car or whatever and go park at Sonic. Ah. Like, it was like, oh, okay, let's just let's go to Sonic. And we would just go, like, sit there and just all of us, like, talk in the car or something like that. Or um, another one was Walmart. 
We would really? we would go to Walmart a lot and like we'd go in buy the, the store. Yeah, okay. and we would just walk around. Usually go to like that section where it has those five dollar like t-shirts in the like guys section in the back. You know, and they have those like graphic tees and stuff. Ah, buy those all the time. I don't know mm. why that was a thing. Okay, <laughs> very good. What about you, Coach? Yeah, so. <laughs> We hung out a lot. <laughs> Don't uh, rope me into this. <laughs> so we always hung out at Buddy's house, and we're super, yeah. super nerdy and watch a lot of YouTube videos, just laughed and, yeah. and kind of act dumb. But uh, with my other friends, uh, we, we'd go Sonic, Sonic. Uh, I had two groups of friends. And so I'd go oh, Sonic, so cool. Sonic, yeah, Sonic, Sonic, cool. just a drag. I think they called it drag. It's kind of before social media. Really? Uh, went out and you just, you'd go to Sonic, people would hang out in Sonic and you go to other Sonic and just kind of back and forth. Just, cause that's when people start, just had their cars and, and just hanging out and just cruising, hanging out. So that, that's what we did if I wasn't hanging out with you and, and our, our guys, so. And our nerds. So, and our nerd, nerd friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the drag, that's before social media. That's so crazy. It's funny cause I think we were in the MySpace Facebook era. Yeah, yeah. And then we went from there. So that's mm -hmm. crazy, okay. All right, so uh, this is a game called Matchup. First time we've done it. Um, but basically, I'm going to say a noun, and uh, you have to match it up with a player or a staff member on the roster if you can. Okay? Perfect. You ready? It looks like you have a cheat sheet ready to rock. Okay. <laughs> All right. Energizer Bunny. Okay. I, I'd say Abby Dugan. Okay. Yeah, well, Give or, me some explanation. Come on. Or Bros. Hayden Bros. Energizer. Oh, that, that girl absolutely. goes and goes and goes. So, but yeah. I think it's, Abby? I mean, because... They both can just run for days, mm -hmm. and like they don't. Ever, you don't ever see them like look like they're gassed or tired, and they're both just giving 110 the whole time. Yeah, okay. I, I think we play Abby a lot, and I'm like, I always ask Abby, "Are you good?" Oh yeah, coach, I'm good. I'm like, I don't know how you're good. You've been <laughs> busting for 20 minutes straight, yeah. and without any break. So it's impressive how how fast or how how much they can go, both Bros and Abby. It's it's really okay. impressive. Yes. Um, Diva. <laughs> uh, I would say the divas on the team would be uh, Becca Brown or Cameron Zumbrun. Okay. And it's not like divas as in like in a bad way. Like they're just very like dramatic and animated mm. and they love to crack jokes and have fun. And so I, that's why I would consider divas on so, the team. So today, so they got practice jerseys and both Zell and Brown were like, coach, uh, we're going to tell all the girls that, uh, that you're making us wear the practice shorts and the practice shorts are like, old school like like long. Long. Yeah, long. <laughs> she's like they're like we're gonna tell all the girls that we gotta wear these shorts because the coach in wants us all to come together and just talk about everybody dying laughing the short shorts their shins wow. and it was like gangster stuff so yeah they're they're definitely divas but they're, how long they're did hilarious. you guys how long did you guys go on that the whole practice all oh the, really <laughs> none of the other girls knew that uh that it was a joke like they, they thought oh. coach in was being serious about wearing, wearing the practice shorts to make everybody look the same so <laughs> but, but in the game up. is what like oh. the prank was or no it's just practice. for practice, it was practice. Oh. practice. but okay. they're like like old school like 19 you guys should like, do that like a throwback <laughs> a throwback yeah. night just like come to, and to see the shins. old school yeah be awesome Exactly. They always roast me for that. Yeah. They'll look at like old pictures of me and go, "Good G, look at your shorts." The style like, changed for sure. All right, oh yeah, that that was a style. Chill out. Yeah, <laughs> it's very lim. It was very limited back then, yeah. where it was like shorts, one size fits all, yeah. one length. You yeah. know, shoes were very basic yeah. too. And now yeah. it's like, yeah. take your pick, yeah. whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Okay, so bruise, a bruise, to describe a player. It's Corinne. Corinne. It ah, has okay. to be Corinne. Uh -huh. Yeah, she gets after it and like like the last last game there was a rebound and she went through over with like three people i'm like cran like, <laughs> like she, she's a bruiser wow. Straight up. she's not afraid of contact and 
And I, I'd, I'd be afraid of Corinne. She, she, she's, she can get after it. Absolutely. No breaks. No breaks. No, no breaks. breaks. Not until she falls. <laughs> <laughs> the floor the is floor. the yes, yes. Okay. Uh, muscle. So I, I think muscle would be Macy. Um, I don't know if you had anybody different. Yeah, which looking at Macy, you, you wouldn't say she's muscle, but the rebound she gets, she gets the ball and rips it from people. It's, it's impressive what Macy oh, can yeah. do. Because uh, a lot of times we play her at the three uh, down underneath where she's got to get rebounds mm. <clears throat> from some bigger girls, and she rips it from people. I, don't, I'm, I look at her, I'm like, I don't know how. but she's Well, yeah, her size compared to, like, other teams. Like, you know, other teams are up here, and Macy's down here, and she's meaner than they are, man. Uh. She goes in there, and she just rips it from them. And she looks at them like, yeah, I just took that ball from you. And we're like... Heck yeah, we will take it. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, what about uh, speaker? Uh, so I would say the speakers are Boat and Guevara. They're just okay. so loud that it just, oh. I don't know where it comes from, but. I, I would say I'm a great speaker, always. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, honestly, <clears throat> what's really impressive, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, Abby always prays before uh, uh, games and when we eat and stuff, and it's really impressive on on her knowledge and the way she speaks and stuff. Um, like every time she prays, I'm like, man, that's really, really good. So I'd say Abby, like as an actual speaker in front of people, she's, she's oh, really okay. good. Two different definitions No, I was, I was gonna it. say, I was thinking like bumping music, <laughs> yeah. like loud speaker, right. I'm thinking yeah. coaches. <laughs> it's funny, I have a story with Coach Inlow, actually. Um, I think I have an embarrassing moment for you speaking, and but then I have one for me too. So when I was in <laughs> high school, um, they had me do announcements at the um, at the assembly at one of the assemblies, a pep rally, and he was on the football team, and the football team was all in the front, and I had like a a note card of what I was gonna say, and I don't know how I got through it because I couldn't, yeah, exactly, <laughs> I couldn't read it because it was literally I was shaking I, that. I remember bad. looking at you, I was like, are you all right? You're like, I'm good. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty bad. That was like one of my most embarrassing moments, and then um, and then for Coach Enlow, I think. One of the ones that I thought was funny, it might not have been embarrassing to you, but it was, I think, your first speech, like your first banquet. It was at the, what is it called? The, um, gosh darn it. It's over there by that new McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Like a, it's like a church or something, isn't it? It's like a like, veterans. Oh, yeah. Um, gosh darn, I can't remember yeah. the but name. It was, it was Ryland's senior year. Yeah, the American yeah. Legion. Oh, That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was it was Ryland senior year. Oh, you could have just was at said the that. banquet, <laughs> and they were like, "Okay, Coach Inlow, now you're gonna talk." And okay. he was like, "Oh gosh." Can, can I back up a little bit? Yeah, go for <laughs> it. So, Coach Zumbrin. So I have this whole like list of things I want to talk about, and then Coach Zumbrin, right before I get up there, he's like, "Inlow, you got 30 seconds." And so <laughs> in my mind, I'm trying to race through all this stuff. What's important? What's not important? And then I remember saying stuff and being all over the place. I remember looking up at Ryland. She was just like this. <laughs> like, shit, like I was all over the place so it, was, it was very embarrassing but, but I do blame Zumbrun for that sure blame it on Zumbrun he was not prepared I was just glad that what five years later after my stint you had one oh, yeah. so oh, I was yeah. like good we yeah. got I got you now <laughs> all right the next one is a shoe shopper or maybe like a shopping cart maybe jazz jazz okay she has a nine, like a sneakerhead yeah. person she has like 100%. nine million shoes nine million shoes wow well, Does she LeBron's bust him out? A, no, it's LeBron's. She's obsessed with LeBron, loves LeBron. I think she said she has like 25 pairs wow. of LeBron's. And that's all she wears in the games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and like, I don't think she wears the same ones in games. Like, she wears different ones all the time. I mean, if you that's have 25 crazy. different pairs, heck yeah, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was going to say, because I think you can look those up. They're like, they're 
pushing like 150 a oh, pair. I mean, easy. that's. I don't think I spent 150 in five years <laughs> on shoes. Same. We're shopping deals. Okay, <laughs> last one is textbook. Um, so I'm taking textbook as in like players who are just like smart in general, like okay. smart um, people. <laughs> sure. Uh, and I would say Josie and Faith, Josie Tindorf and Faith Klusner. Like you just talk to them, and sometimes I'm like. I think you're smarter than me. I, you need to like go away. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, mm, let's not talk about that. New subject. <laughs> well, well, the cool thing about our team is I think probably out of our 14 girls on, on the roster, I think probably 10 of them ha have all A's, which is, mm. is awesome. Like, I, I bet our, our GPA is over 4.0. We've got a really, really smart group. Uh, they're awesome kids. Okay? We, we need some work on our skills, but they're, they're such a fun group. Uh, we're always laughing, even after losses. And I'm, everybody's upset, and then, then they do something funny <laughs> or mad. stupid. And then it's, like, it's hard to be mad at them for so long because they're so funny and they're such good yeah. kids. They work so hard. So it's, it's been a, a really good group, but, but they're, they're so smart. Every single one of them, they're, they're writing poems on the way back from, from games. They're like, hey, oh, I, ju I just yeah. wrote this poem. I'm like, on the way I, just, back <laughs> I just wrote this formula <laughs> out. I'm like, it's, it's crazy how smart those girls are. It, so it's, it's been fun. It's crazy. And our girls, they're, they're just awesome, awesome kids. Well, I mean, cool. Josie, like, I was, I was talking to her the other day, and she was like, yeah, coach. I'm reading 11 books right now. I'm sorry, what? what? 11 books. Dang. How do you even, you know what? You go, girl. <laughs> I know I saw a meme of a kid that it said, I read 100, what did it say? I read like 100 or 200 books or something like that. And it's just like, where's the proof at? <laughs> yeah. So she's got to show you proof of her well, reading those she pulled books. out at least three from her bag oh, wow. whenever she was telling me about it. And I was like, I believe you. You don't have to show me proof. Dang, <laughs> that is crazy. Okay. So um, one of the biggest parts of being a coach is being in charge of the finances and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, with your booster club, you guys have to get gear for the girls throughout the year. Shoes weren't on the list this year, I guess. So no, they weren't. what came in the like package of gear? So in the past, I've always done the gear, and the girls hate it because my passion's <laughs> my awful. So I let Coach G. Your passion's <laughs> awful. So, uh, Nobody would object to that. <laughs> wow. So Coach G took a charge this year, and what did you get? What did you get them? Um, so I kind of talked to the girls, and I was like, look, none of you wear the shoes ever. So are we going to waste money and buy everybody a pair of shoes, and two people for JV and Varsity are wearing the shoes? Or do we not buy shoes for the team and you guys can maybe get an extra jacket, an extra pair of sweats, you know, different stuff like that. What are you willing to kind of give to get? You yeah. Know? And so, um, you know, in talking to some of the girls, you know, they, they didn't want shoes. Instead, we got an extra sweatshirt, got Crocs. They wanted Crocs, team Crocs. Oh, okay. Um, we got some sweats. They were going to scrap those, but since we didn't get the shoes, we could pay for the sweats and um, short sleeve shirt, long sleeve shirt and hoodies. So. Okay. And then the coaches got swag. You guys got team sho coach shoes, some dunks, some dunks right? this yeah. year, right? Nike dunks. Those are the first like real pair of shoes I think Coach Inlow's had. <laughs> Ever. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So one of the things that I would say is, is a, a, a bad quality about Coach Inlow. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> is that he has been with Android since Motorola razors oh. were hot. Um, why haven't you made the switch out of Android? Honestly, I just like getting people upset. <laughs> Everybody wants a uh, group message, and then they're like, oh, your bubble turns green when you're... I'm, I don't even know what that means, but mm -hmm. I know it annoys you, so it makes my day. So <laughs> I, I, I honestly Me don't, specifically. You specifically. So I, I don't change just because I like to 
grind on some people. So, sure. I, so I, I think it's pretty awesome. Well, I will say though, he always sits there and goes, gosh, Androids suck. You sent me that picture and it's blurry. That. Can you send it to me through Snapchat? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? You chose that one. You're gonna live with the blurry picture. <laughs> you need to record him saying that for sure. Um, all right, so we need to get to state. We need to go to the state tournament. How are we gonna do that? What What are the main points we're we're looking at? So really, it comes on? down to district. I think okay. if we get second district, obviously first we're automatically in second district. I think we're looking at like the seven to to ten seed. Uh, third, we're looking at like 14 to 16 seed. If we get fourth in district, we probably don't have a chance. So obviously we got to win some of these games. Uh, we got four more games, I believe, before district. Um, we got to win some of those, obviously, and then we just got to got to do good in district to sure. give ourselves a chance. And I think if if we get second district, get a home game, I'd be awesome. Uh, and then you get to the pit after you win that first game, anything can happen. So. Uh, we got a long ways to go, but I think these girls, they, they have it all. We have size, we have skill, we just got to come together and, mm -hmm. and, and put put four quarters together. We, we played Portales and, and we're winning the entire game, lost in overtime, and they're like ranked like eight overall in in, in, in New Mexico. So we have, we have pieces, we just got to figure out how to, how to come together and do our roles, and I think we'll be just fine. So what is one of the things or a couple of things that you're in practice focusing on and saying, okay, if we can straighten this and this out, yeah. we're going to be – Okay. Well, really, it comes down to just making shots. We we, we struggle with scoring. Um, if they take away Abby and Jazz, uh, then then we just some are role players, some people that need to hit shots. If they hit some shots, we can we can beat anybody. Uh, so we, we just got to figure out uh, who can score a little bit, and it depends on the, what kind of defense they run. If if they're running a zone, then then different roles expand for some people. If they run man, then different roles change for other people. So uh, it depends on who we play, on whose roles are going to be bigger. And then, um, and then we just got to execute. And, and we're kind of struggling right now uh, against man. So we've been just practicing a lot of against man, executing. Uh, and once we figure that out, I think we'll be a really good team. Awesome. All right, folks, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Definitely appreciate it. Um, all right, so thank you guys for uh, watching the podcast. <clears throat> this is the All Sports Best Podcast sponsored by Lucky Bull Grill. So thanks for watching, and don't forget to subscribe.